is a special episode for, uh, well, I think two reasons, really. We've got uh, a special guest today. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? I am Timmy's mommy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our number one fan of the podcast. Mary! And also my mother. Yeah. Um, and... As always, we have my yes, beautiful wife. I'm also here. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, and I think it's also special because overall we've been recording discussions about new books and modern young adult novels. Mm -hmm. But for this one, we decided, well, let's do one of the young adult classics, which is over 50 years old now. Uh, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret by Judy Bloom. Uh, the movie's coming out this month which is sort of the reason why we've chosen this particular month to record this discussion so without further ado we should get started is there anything that we want to discuss before getting into our summary and thoughts on the book and stuff i think i should note that i read this book at age 10 i was in the sixth grade and i read it last month and so it was a totally different perspective when you're reading it as an adult but I, as I told um, Timmy earlier, it should be, are you there? God, it's me, Mary. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I could so relate to this young Margaret. Yeah. yeah. I Well, that's part of the reason that we have you here yeah. is because we were like, uh, this was my mother's era. And she, you were the, like, you're the exact demographic target audience of this book for when it was first published. You were, you were in sixth grade. Sixth grade. grade. Yeah. I also had a male teacher for the first time ever, <laughs> Mr. Haller. And I also was so um, I related to it so much, I ended up choosing my confirmation name, um, which is a, a Catholic thing and part of the religion, as Margaret because oh, wow. of the book. Wow. I didn't you didn't know, know that? that? No. Oh, I got all kinds of things you don't know about me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're wow. going to learn some today. No, that's <laughs> well, I think I might learn some things today that I'm not sure I want to learn. But... <laughs> Comes to that some of the might details be true. Of this. <laughs> yeah, true. true. Um, okay, well, anything you want to add in here, Taylor? Yes. Okay, so this book has a 3.92 star rating on Goodreads. It also has a whopping 207,000 ratings on Goodreads, which is a lot for, Gosh. Uh, <laughs> for a Goodreads, and partially because it's older, but also yeah. because... It's so ubiquitous, like everyone has has read it at one time or another. Um, and now we're joining the club, Timmy mm -hmm. and I. So, And I guess in, in regards to the ratings and all that, too, uh, I had some facts about... Uh, facts. <laughs> about Are You There, Goddess Me, Margaret, that are kind of related. Um, well, first of all, the movie's coming out. It opens on April 28th, directed by Kelly Freeman Craig. She directed um, The Edge of Seventeen. Did you see The Edge of Seventeen? I think I did. It had uh, um, Woody Harrelson in it as the teacher. Yes, yeah. yeah. You it told me to watch it. I it was liked really it. Good. Uh -huh. yeah. It was and good. Apparently, when Judy Bloom signed on to this and agreed to allow her book to be made into a movie, she had just seen The Edge of Seventeen, oh. and this director reached out to her, and she was like, well, that was a good movie. So she thought that it's in good hands. Makes sense. Um, I was actually reading some interviews from Judy Bloom, and she was saying that she, she actually said that she thinks the movie is better than her book. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's high praise. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so huh. it's pretty cool. Uh, well, we'll see. Won't the we? movie stars... Uh, Rachel McAdams as the mom, and then it's got uh, Kathy Bates as the grandma, 
And then after those names, there's not any huge stars. Mm -hmm. There's uh, Abby Ryder Fortson is the plays Margaret. She, you might recognize her. She played Paul Rudd's daughter in the Ant-Man movies. And uh, then we've got Benny Safdie as the uh, dad, which I don't Uh, know who he is, but... uh, Yeah, I I saw a picture of him. I didn't know him either. Yeah. Um, As far as some facts about Judy Bloom that I think are relevant, particularly this book... It's uh, she, Judy Bloom is one of the most banned authors in that. American history. Hmm. Uh, her books are constantly challenged, and this book is definitely one of them. Um, it, it, for, in the 90s and in the first decade of the 2000s, uh, this book was on the 100 most challenged books in the U.S. list. Interestingly, this most recent decade, 2010 to 2020, it was not on that list anymore. Maybe that means people are coming around. To or these maybe we have ideas. other books to ban. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, maybe. Um, but I think we'll probably talk about the some of those details, mm-hmm. in, especially in our "Should a Kid Read It" section of the podcast. Taylor, since you work at a library, do you have you had any comments or anything? Anybody say, "Oh, I don't think my child should read that book," or no? Although I mean, it's old. But... I think the less controversial ones get checked out more often if that says anything (laughs) about it like all the fudge all the fudge books get checked out uh blubber gets checked out but are you there god it's me margaret i didn't have any trouble (laughs) getting at the library okay so but i haven't had anyone complain we do have a a system where you can complain yes if you don't Mm. like the content of the book okay Well, let's move on to the summary section. So for this section, uh, we have our Mad Lib. Name is a blank living in location. When blank happens, he or she must blank in order to blank. Uh, So with our special guest here, let's start off with you, Mother. How did you fill out this Mad Lib? So, do I read the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Margaret is a sixth grade only child, small boned girl, (laughs) (laughs) living in New Jersey suburbs after moving there from New York City. When, you want me to keep going? Yeah. Okay. When Nancy, a 12 year old cooler neighbor and fellow classmate, classmate invites her to join her secret club. She is anxious to fit in, but upset she sh- when she shocks them that she has no religion. They don't know, though, that she has a special bond with God. A class project leads her to investigate religions. In the meantime, we watch and giggle as she navigates her family life, her spirituality, her friendships, boys, as her budding womanhood develops. Womanhood. (laughs) That was very eloquent of you. I was going to say, that was detailed. I don't know what happened to the Mad Lib, though, there. You kind of veered off the track. Oh, I didn't do the in order to. Or the he or she must, or... Uh, you're right. I didn't. And we well, must. Just... We must. Uh, oh, and we did. <laughs> I actually I should have put that in the Mad Lib. He or she must increase, increase her bust. bust. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was good though. Well, I had trouble. I, this is like one that doesn't fit this Mad Lib. I don't think this story in general. I wrote this is mine's terrible. Margaret is a 12 year old girl living in the New Jersey suburbs. When she begins making new friends at her new hometown. This is where it gets really bad. Uh, she must go through puberty and explore different religions <laughs> in order to figure herself out. <laughs> it's like a really bad I, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, That's right. I, it, was, it is. 
the the but the plot of the book is very like fluid. It, it's hard to like really define it very well. Like that's why you're having yeah. so much trouble and why your mom has lots of things to say about it is because there's it, there's not like one thing that happens. Yeah. There's lots of different parts. Yeah, to it's it, not like know? she has this one goal. You know, she right. has like kind of multiple, especially there's mm-hmm. the religious thing. Right. And then there's yeah. the puberty stuff. And, and then they don't necessarily tie together. Right. So it's like, how do you, what do you say this book is mostly about? Um, so I had trouble with the summary. Not that it's a bad book for that reason. It's just, yeah, yeah. Doesn't, it's it not easily doesn't pinned fit down. It doesn't into your mm-hmm. mad yeah. lib. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Taylor, do you want to take a wing, at, uh, take a stab at the summary? Then? Well, I, I just want to say <laughs> that. I lost my little paper that has all my notes on it. And if you know me at all, that's a serious tragedy mm-hmm. because I'm extremely organized and hate to feel like I'm not organized. Okay. So, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. So I'm, so I'm going to, I have the blank thing pulled up in front of me. So I'm just going to wing it. Okay. Let's see. Oh. Okay. Margaret is a 12 year old girl living in New York City when her family decides to move to the suburbs and she must make new friends and find out more about her maturing self (laughs) in order to fit into her new community. Well, that was way better than mine. God, I know. That's that's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but I I didn't know how to fit in the religion thing. Again, because, like, there's just multiple things happening. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well... Uh, let's go on to our personal reactions section of the discussion. You guys want to get us started here? I'll go. Go for it. Well, um, so these are notes and thoughts that struck me, right? Um, so I loved, um, there's so many cultural references that, you know, growing up, I just related to. I mean, living in the suburbs, she said she lived in a house that they all looked alike. So did I. Um, she she played in the sprinkler. We did that all the time. Um, oh, the loafers and the no socks. I don't remember that so much. I do remember the loafers. Um, I don't think I wore much, but I do remember really wanting to wear go-go boots <laughs> in sixth grade. And my legs were really skinny, and um, they would always fall down. But then my best friend, Karen Conley, she looked really good in her white patent leather go-go boots. So, Uh-oh. Is she, yeah. is she the name? But she the also story? had long hair part in the middle that was very cool. And, you know, if, if it rained when I was going to the bus stop, my hair all kinked out. I hated that. <laughs> um, the square dancing. Okay, did you guys square dance in PE or in, you didn't no. do that? That was such that was the thing. I remember. Um, I did that. You did that? And Dosey yeah, Do and but we all had that? girls only PE. So like I'd bet but the then, boys were But then we would dancing. mix. <laughs> yeah, we would we would mix. Oh, see, we didn't do that. We just you just square danced with all the other 7th grade girls. <laughs> oh, no, no. So that's how, how she was describing that and who you're going to get. I remember thinking Oh, he's going to be my partner. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I totally related to that. Um, the white gloves, when they went to, they were supposed to dress up, wore white gloves. I remember doing that for Easter. Um, what else did they have? Oh, okay. The Playboy magazines. Mm-hmm. That was a thing. I mean, like, I remember I was, I was babysitting and Mr. Smith, he had Playboys. 
Oh. And um, just like on display in the oh. bathroom. I mean, oh. yeah, right there. And I was like, yeah. oh my. I thought that was interesting in the book how she, Margaret said something like, yeah, my dad has Playboy magazines or something. And I was like, would would dads just like publicly have their Playboy magazine out yeah. in the house? I think they did. <laughs> That's yeah. really weird. I thought that was weird too. I was like, what? Why does she know that? <laughs> yeah. You know? Like he's obviously not trying like, to hide. It was like in the kitchen, right? Like know, in a magazine thing. You're like, right. what? It is funny that that seems so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and people weird. did it. My dad didn't do it, but other people did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Weird. I actually, I had a, a question that I wanted to ask both of you guys. And I kind of talked to Taylor about this as I was first getting into the book. Um, it, coming from a, a male perspective into this book, I'm reading these conversations that these sixth grade girls are having with each other and thinking, they they don't really talk like that to each other, do they? Like, do they? And I asked Taylor, I was like, did you have conversations with with your friends in sixth grade this open about personal things? And you were like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like maybe we should say a disclaimer because... I, I don't want to keep saying, like, personal things. Um, so if periods gross you out, maybe don't listen to this episode <laughs> of the podcast. And maybe yes. don't read the book. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This may not be the book for you. But, yeah, I mean, I, I was telling Timmy that, like, it wasn't... Like, that we would always talk about, like, oh, who got their period? Oh, and, like, yes. will I be the next one to get it? And, <laughs> and like, the... The girls who got it first were like the cool girls. They were like the gurus. Like you'd ask them questions. Yes. And, gurus. Yeah. And it was like, it, it was something that was like very exciting yeah. as, as a as a young girl, which like now I'm like, what? But, and, but yeah, I, when I was reading that, I was like, oh, I remember being like that. <laughs> you know, were you, were you like that? Yes. <laughs> oh, we had a group of five. We called ourselves the Goody Goods. <laughs> we're so weird. No, no. And I was the Margaret. I was small boned. I was flat chested. And everybody had started their period but me. And I would pray, please let me start. And then when I did, I was like, please take it away. <laughs> Do not want That's this. how it works. Yep. And, but then, you know, I had an older sister and she kind of walked me through things and, and whatnot. But, but yeah, we even had. The cool, you remember in the book, Laura Denker, mm -hmm. she was the one who was tall and mm -hmm. developed. Mm -hmm. Did you have girls like that at school? Oh, yeah. We did too. And we, and, and I, I feel bad about, like, I was like, I, I called her, oh, I'm, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember calling her Bonnie Big Boobs. <laughs> to her face, but I was like. Gosh, yeah, but, but you know, then in, in this book, as you see, and then she finally gets to know a little bit about Laura, mm -hmm. she realizes, oh my gosh, Laura wishes she looked like me. She doesn't want to look like that. Yeah. And you had no control. And I think yeah. that is so true. Uh-huh. Well, it's funny reading this again, how from a male perspective, it was kind of eye-opening because uh -huh. I, I didn't have a group of girlfriends obviously as a sixth grader so it's really a world that i don't know even yeah. as a teacher where i've taught yeah. seventh graders so like a character like that laura danker right from my if i'm relating to that in any way i'm thinking oh yeah i remember there were girls in my grade that were like more developed, developed. but that was the extent of it and i rem and i remember thinking like oh yeah the boys all liked her but what <laughs> i found interesting from this perspective i didn't realize is that sometimes those girls are bullied 
by yeah. other girls for something that the yes. boys are like, this I, girl's awesome, I, <laughs> you know? I can, like, whenever this came up in the book, I, there's one person that comes to my mind that mm-hmm. I went to school with. Um, and yeah, she was she was bullied and made fun of, I think, um, not just by the girls, but also by the boys. Um, and I... I think about that, like, I was thinking about that while we were reading, um, and it's just so, I guess the girls are jealous, right? And that's yes, why they yes. act like that, because looking back on it, I'm like, what a weird thing to make fun of someone <laughs> yeah. for, you know? But right. but it did happen. Do you think it still does? I, I don't I, know. I, I bet it does. Yeah. Well, it's not good. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I yeah. also thought some of the girls um, that were developed, they were also very pretty. And I, I think being jealous, I think we were kind of catty and jealous. They were yeah. also popular. I mean, they would win homecoming queens and things like that, mm-hmm. you know? Because um, I, I actually, when I brought this up to your dad, he was like, oh, he knew right off. He, was, he goes, oh, yeah, I remember her. He goes, yeah, she was hot. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, in the sixth grade. I, yeah. was, um, I was doing some digging online trying to find quotes from people talking about the book um, and most of the things you find online are, are are women talking about having read this as a kid and how mm-hmm. mu- how seen they felt you know like they're like wow somebody uh, is speaking my language mm-hmm. or you know this is something that I've never seen another book talk about these things and they, they liked that but I found one quote from a uh, John Green the author oh. of Fault in Our Stars and all that I want to read it because it's really interesting and I was like yeah I can see what you mean he said, um, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, taught me about girls and sexuality. Those books were my first paths into thinking about or having any understanding of girls. In elementary school, the books were paths to myself, and in middle school, they were paths to, well, puberty is so effing terrifying and weird. It's another time when you have to become yourself again and figure out who you are. You feel like you lose control of your body. As much as I found my own puberty overwhelming and strange, I had no idea what was happening to girls. And Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret was very important to me in that respect. Huh. And so I read that and I thought, well, that makes sense because I'm reading this as an adult male and I'm like, I didn't know that these things... I mean, I know that yeah. girls get periods and yeah. stuff, but I'm like, I I imagine... I definitely didn't know that as a sixth grader. If I had read this book in sixth grade, I would have been like, what? These things are going on behind yeah. the scenes in girls' lives? I had no yeah. idea. Well, well, you you asked us earlier about if girls, sixth grade girls, if we talked like this, do sixth grade boys talk about their well, feelings and going through these not changes? Not really. And... That's, that's why I found this so interesting, too. I was like, really? Like, girls would be that open up front about these things. And boys, not really. There'd be jokes. Like, you'd make, like, a joke about a boner or something like that. Uh-huh. But it's not like boys are like, have you gotten one yet? Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Girls are, we're different. I mean, we're just yeah. open. It's probably oh, yeah. better that way, Yeah, I, I do think it is, kind yeah. of. Because yeah. then you can relate and um, yeah. think maybe if she, little Janie in this story, she was worried about hers, too, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then when they ran into each other at the, the bra store... Or yeah, and they're like, "Oh no, I'm picking out flannel pajamas." Like, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Is there um, anything else like uh, that you guys related to? As you're like, "Oh yeah, we did that." Like, um, they played uh, seven minutes in the oh, two yes. minutes, two minutes in the closet or whatever, whatever. Oh you call yeah, did you I all never did that. that. You never did you that. Did you all have um, 
a boy girl party that do you remember going to like your first boy girl party? I don't remember it. If if I went to a party that had boys and girls at it, I don't remember thinking, "Hey, this is a boy girl party. It's my first one." Oh, and do, you? No, I remember there was somebody had a party that was like a. It was like they rented out a place, and yeah. it was like there was like a dance, and I do remember like thinking that that was cool. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, what I am have I gonna to wear? look so yeah. cute, yeah. and I have to make sure I go with my friends because you can't walk in alone. Like, what kind? You <laughs> yes. know? Yes. Um, and so I do remember that, but again, it was like a rented out place. It wasn't somewhere where you'd like go in the closet and play seven, <laughs> See, we seven used to, or whatever. We, we did. We did these boy girl parties, but we weren't allowed. My family, we weren't allowed to do it in the sixth grade. We could go to a boy girl party when we were in the eighth grade, oh. and so I remember hosting a boy girl party with my girlfriend and um and we did play we played this or that in the closet so you would be like so two boys like timmy you'd be this and this boy would be that and i'd say to taylor you would not know you'd pick this or that and she'd oh. pick this and she said well you have to go two minutes in the closet with them and, <laughs> and i remember then... i would we were all taught and we invited certain people certain boys that we all wanted to kiss and all that <laughs> and but i was so nervous that um i just said um I'm just going to be the organizer. And I remember my sister going, well, why don't you do this? No, no. I was so afraid. <laughs> no, so I didn't do it. But So did they kiss in the closet? Is that what happens yeah. in the closet? And then, then i got to tell you this too. So then when I did the next star <laughs> party, and I did, we did do the boy-girl party, and I went into the closet, the two minutes in the closet, and I went with um, my boyfriend, um, who, you know his name? Tiger. Tiger, One yeah. of the, my mom dated multiple people named Tiger as a, <laughs> That's another story. Um, so I went in the closet. He kissed me, but um, he rubbed my nose, and I got a bloody nose. Oh, and he no. was there, and he goes, you can't go out there. They're going to think I hit you. Like, oh. what, what are you, what, what you going to do? And I was like, I don't know, but my nose is bleeding. Oh, <laughs> So no. I had to borrow a, a shirt from the mom's castle. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like oh, something no. that could have happened in this book. Yeah, oh, my gosh, yes, yes. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to say about this book is, it's funny. I wrote that down too. Yeah. I, I laughed. I think the first or second page, I laughed out loud. I yeah. thought it was funny. Taylor yeah. was telling me you were listening to the audiobook, right? Mm-hmm. And it was funny how the the person reading the audiobook did like the "Are you there, God?" parts. Or yes. Something. Yeah. It it was a funny narrator, which I appreciated because sometimes audiobooks have uh-huh. not great narrators, uh-huh. but this one was very fitting for the the attitude of the book, yeah. which I enjoyed a lot. I didn't know going into it. I knew that Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret was a reference to, like, she prays during the book. I didn't know that her prayers were so funny. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. that the things she's asking mm-hmm. for and then, like, what Hello. she's thanking yeah. God for. And it, was, it was really funny. I'm not so. growing. I, yeah, yeah. I thought that this was going to be... I didn't realize she was, like, in question in terms of her religion. When I saw the title, I thought, oh, this is going to be... A little religious girls, like it's not, yeah, yeah, coming of age, and it was totally not that. And Mm -hmm. I was, I really liked. I was not prepared for that, and I liked that that journey too because that wasn't what I thought I was getting into. You know, yeah, I I like too that it doesn't have like a really obvious moral or message Mm -hmm. at the end. Mm -hmm. It's it's not tied up with a neat bow, and I think that's good. That it uh, it it has this character exploring things and she doesn't really get concrete answers at the end, especially the religious aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked that about it. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Cause at the end she's just like, I guess I'm going to just 
talk to God, yeah. but it's just going to be what I want it to yeah. be. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. think I have yeah. to have rules about it, you know, yeah. which is pretty cool. It's a yeah. pretty unique take, mm. I think, especially for a book of that time. I, I read on one of those reviews that um, they thought that she was, I, th- I thought this was kind of an odd review because remember, she's 12. They said she was so self-centered. She never, she always asked God for things for herself. And I want to say, yeah, that's called being a teenager. <laughs> yeah, she's I mean, 12. Like, yeah. But she did, uh, she did <laughs> ask when her dad was hurt with the lawnmower accident yeah. about his help. But um, I, I thought that was pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah. I I think she's definitely like written as a um so a lot of the humor comes from how immature she is. Yes. Like, you know, yes. she's she's yeah. supposed to be yes. like that. Yes. You know? I I had to write down this that when she went to get her bra with mm-hmm. her her mom and um then she had trouble putting it on. Mm-hmm. Remember that? And then I, and I I did I laughed at that cuz it kind of, if you don't know, it's kind of hard to put it on. I was explaining this to your father last night. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> but he, I, when she writes, she goes, maybe my mother will have to dress me every day from now on. Because you, you, know, you have to. Yeah. I, I thought, yeah. That's, that's kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. That's funny. Do you guys have any other thoughts you I, wanted to add in? I was going to ask you, Mary, was, was there a, a guy at school that everybody liked like a Philip and, Leroy. Yeah. or or yeah. at least that like everyone thought it was cool to mm-hmm. like because yes. i related to that part did too you, did you yeah i was like oh i i know exactly again a name immediately i'm like oh yeah everyone liked him well, yes me th- too there was a great part in the book in her narration where they're talking about who's your number one on your list yeah and she didn't want to put him as number one but she's like well, she everybody feels else pressured did. And into she's it. like yeah and everybody's gonna make fun of me if i choose moose so mm-hmm. uh yeah i guess him too which i i related to that too i remember i remember there being a boy that i liked and he wasn't cool the boy uh-huh. yeah he wasn't cool yeah. at all and i was like mm-hmm. well i can't tell them that i like him because <laughs> yeah. they won't they'll they'll be like yeah. him you yeah. know <laughs> what did you think so. about their um their their secret club the preteen sensation and then they would <laughs> they'd rain their boys but then they in the beginning they all had to pick different names yeah for they all themselves. Names. veronica and um <laughs> yeah I, I, thought, I thought that was kind of funny yeah because yeah. i do remember particularly my sister she did not like her name and she's like if only i could be marissa <laughs> oh marissa <laughs> oh, no, that's an improvement um, she did like monica yeah oh, monica, monica. Next time I see her, I'm going to call, call her, her Aunt that. Monica. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't like my name. Oh, that's kind of funny. Wait, so, so who was the uh, the hot, popular boy in your, in your Should class? Should I say the names? We have a lot of fans, so he's prob- <laughs> he'll probably Yeah, you it. want to protect his identity. Yeah, they give, t- give us his first name. There was his... Tony Sour. Or, or his whole name. Um, there, was, oh, there was Craig. There was Jeff. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And who, who was your number one? Tony. <laughs> <laughs> was that everyone's number one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was in oh, my class Tony. and he sat right, right next to me. He's, he, is, he was actually very nice, he was, but he was athletic. He was cute. The teacher liked him. I don't think he was the smartest, but he was a, he's a good guy. He was, is a good guy. Um, but yeah, he was kind of, everybody liked him. But then there was a girl too. I mean, don't you think there's always one of those girls that is... Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's true. She I, was my best yeah. friend. Ugh, mm-hmm. Becky. Oh, oh, not Becky. Becky. <laughs> yeah, she was really pretty, and she wore hot pants. Oh, do you know what oh, hot pants God, are? Becky. I do know what hot pants yeah, are. Short hot shorts. Pants. We oh. wear short shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
before we move on to the next section, is there any other thoughts or reactions you guys want to talk about that we might not get to in other sections of our discussion? I think we can move on. We talked and okay. we, we chatted a lot. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, our next section is called Would a Kid Read It? Would a kid uh, enjoy this? And if so, what do you think they would enjoy about it? And if you think that there's a reason they might not enjoy it, why do you think that is? Anybody uh, have any thoughts here? Well, I think initially, and we maybe talked about this, I feel like it's much more girl, female dominated or more would that interest would be more. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say I think the boys could get something out of it, but what do you, what do you think? I mean, do you think yeah. boys yeah. in the sixth grade would have, would be like, I'm not picking this up. Right. Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what I thought. I, I think I even had, I, I thought Timmy's not going to get through this. I was going to say, yeah, your mom was concerned that you were really not going to be into this. <laughs> and there's all the action and explosions. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, I liked this book. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Oh, I um, I do agree. I think boys probably wouldn't be drawn to this, for for not just because it's a female character, but because the boys that I teach tend to like some action and yeah, adventure, yeah. and this is not an action no. adventure. It's more it's about of a, feelings. Yeah, relationships. If you were a boy, it would also require that you are able to think about things outside of yourself. <laughs> and I'm just not entirely convinced that sixth grade boys, well, sixth graders in general, yeah. are are really good at that. So it might be boys who are, like you who are older and can like put themselves in the place of another person would enjoy it. Yeah. But sixth grade boys are like, this isn't relatable. Blech. So basically <laughs> you know? you're kind of feeding into what they talk about how they describe boys in this book. The sixth grade boys, how... They were really rude and silly and obnoxious. Yeah. I mean, um, Which, the the hot Philip Leroy, he was, he was not. Yeah, great. he was. Yeah, I mean, he was but he wasn't jerk. horrible. He just was a boy, you know, like yeah. a six year old. I Norman, do think there's a. Uh, it's not entirely correct to do that. You know, there's like stereotypes of sixth grade boys being rambunctious. Mm-hmm goofballs and and inconsiderate and all that and there's a lot of truth to it and i can say that because i've taught seventh grade boys for a long time but yeah it it's uh it's not a a book that's very kind to boys true uh and it seems like judy bloom uh almost corrects that because she writes that the next book Uh that judy bloom wrote was called um then again maybe i won't and it's it's basically are you there god it's me margaret but a boy um adolescent yeah yeah so anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that being said, I think, do you think that girls today would would like this book? Yeah, I. It's tough because again, there's, although there are a lot of things that I relate to and that your mom relates to, and that I think girls today would relate to. There's also a lot of pieces of it that they would be like, "What? I don't know what." I've never experienced those things, especially the things that you were talking about that were more like that time, that, yeah, that time setting. Period. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty cultural in that sense. But on the other hand, I, I, and I think this is why it's a classic, I think the whole 
I guess it would be the theme of her. She basically, basically, she wants to fit in. She wants to yeah. grow up and fit in. And I yeah. think that's universal. I think right. that goes generational, mm-hmm. you know. Well, that's what that. I was saying is, I mean, we both found things in it that we related to. Yes. So I think there would definitely be some things in there. But then there would be others that they wouldn't so much. But I think that the the humor and the fact that it's a quick read would really help it along uh, mm-hmm. for kiddos, too. Um, because... It's it's funny. It's it's enjoyable to to read and and get a sense of her personality. Do you think that you know she's a sixth grader, so you kind of think well, sixth graders would read this, but maybe. And my friends and I were talking about this just recently that we have noticed that um, children on particular girls are developing earlier, maybe from environment, what we eat, drink, etc. Um, maybe they should be reading this book in the fourth grade. Maybe. Yeah. Well, and I remember starting to think about these sorts of things mm-hmm. in the fourth grade. I mean, I... Really? Yeah, because that was when some girls started to exhibit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and so it becomes sort of like, oh, well, when do I? You yeah. know, and even though it, it, it wasn't then for me, I was still, I was thinking about it then. So it would... I, I could read this and get something out of it as a fourth grader, I think. I think kids tend to read up as well as yeah. far as the age oh. of the main character goes. You know, Yeah, it's something know, they're looking for. Junior high kids okay. want to yeah, read about true, high schoolers. True. High schoolers yeah. want to read about college kids. You know, mm-hmm. uh, So fourth graders probably would be like, oh, a sixth grader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the universality thing of it all, I think, is a reason why people would still like it. You know, it's about fitting in and all that. The... Um, the director of the movie talked about in an interview about why she decided to set it in the 70s because it doesn't have to be set in the 70s it's not you know but she actually wanted it to and she said um while certain details have changed over the years the experience of growing up is really universal it's the same across the decades there's something about an 11 or 12 year old girl today watching a girl in 1970 go through the exact same experience that she's going through today it feels so comforting to know that you're part of a long lineage it takes that you're not alone feeling and multiplies it exponentially because everyone every year before you has gone through this and they will every year after uh, yeah mm-hmm. that's that what we're point. talking about that, yeah that's that's cool I got to I, I got to ask you though to me so there's a part in there where you know her mother her mother can be um you know, understands a little bit what's going on, and sometimes she doesn't. But then I, I got a kick out of um, how Margaret gets embarrassed by her mother, and she's like, "Oh, I don't want her to be the sponsor or the chaperone at the PTA or the mm-hmm. square dance or whatever." And Nan- I feel so bad, Nancy Wheeler. Look at her mother, and she looks like a you know a hillbilly or whatever. You know, dressed <laughs> yeah. up all funny. Yeah. And I, I, so I had to ask you. So were you ever embarrassed by your mother? <laughs> I, oh, I, careful! <laughs> I know, I never was. Well, you should have. And it's not. It's not because you're just the coolest person in the world or anything. Uh, but oh, also, I mean, like, you're funny. And the kids always laughed, like, not at you, but with you. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you came and, like, because you did, like, presentations and stuff sometimes as the, the youth minister yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. And uh, they always seemed to get a kick out of you. So I wasn't like, oh, my stupid mom. But, I'd be like, yeah, that's my mom. She's funny. You know? what do you, were, did you get embarrassed, Taylor, about your mom? 
Oh, I still do. <laughs> Have you met her? <laughs> I love her. You tell your mom to drop you off two blocks down from where she's... I, no. My mother did not drop me off a single time in my entire school career. So no worries there. Although I'll never forget the 10th birthday party where she sang the songs from Wicked. <laughs> yes. Oh, Is it yeah, good? You told me about that. Did you like it? No, it was like, <laughs> we were at Mr. Gaddy's. It was oh. my 10th birthday party. I don't need my mom singing Adina Menzel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. She's like, now that I have a captive audience. <laughs> I think that's exactly what happened. That's too good. Um, <laughs> I guess final things on would a kid read it. Uh, I think they would like it. If, if they liked it, I think they would like that it's funny. They might mm-hmm. feel seen when reading it. And they, I think they'd appreciate that it's honest. And I, I don't think that there's really a ton of books since then that deal with these things, mm-hmm. with with menstruation and uh, particularly, yeah. right? It's not like, oh, this was the first one that did it and then there were tons after. I, it's I like, don't think really, so, like yeah. if, if you might read this book even today and go, wow, I've never read a book that has any of this in it. It's almost like this massive part of growing up as a girl is just ignored by all stories, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think that's part of the reason why this is such a famous book. Maybe and, it is. That's, that's, it's a good thought. You're right. I don't, I don't remember any other books really dealing with that. And, it, and she was so open with her feelings. And I think it's, again, like why I said in the very beginning, I so related to this. I mean, shoot, we sat around and did the we must, we must increase our bus. And <laughs> yeah. You can see it worked. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I do think, though, if, if they don't like it, it might be because I think at the time when this book came out, what it, it was probably really refreshing, not just because it talked about these things, but because uh, it, it has such a unique adolescent voice, which, I, I mean, I haven't read a ton of young adult mm-hmm. middle grade books from the 1960s and 50s, but from what I've seen... They're not very funny and like they talk yeah. like a sixth grade, a real sixth grader, you know, it's like call of the wild and, and yeah. stuff like that yeah. where you're not yeah. reading it and going, oh, that's yeah. me. That That's my voice right there. Yeah. And, and, but the thing is that now there's tons of books, new books that do that all the time. It's not unique anymore about this book. But back when you read this, when you were a kid, you were probably like, wow, this There's is a, nothing, I've yeah. never read something like this. But if, if somebody read this today, they wouldn't be like, oh, wow, I've never read something in my voice before. You know what I'm thinking when you're talking about the voice is, you remember that show, The Wonder Years? Yeah. I, I think that had a pretty good perspective, particularly about boys. And that that was a different mm-hmm. voice. You, you got his feelings. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of this, of you know, when particularly when she she steps out, she writes her little letter to God yeah. or her prayer, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Well, moving on to the next section. Okay. All right. This section is called "Should a Kid Read It." Not necessarily would they like it or not, but do we think that it would be good for them to read this, or would it be inappropriate and they shouldn't read it, or is there some other reason that kids or parents should be wary? What do you guys think? I think that, um, yes, they should read it. I mean, and like we talked about, I think you still have those feelings and those themes that continue, you know, whatever era you're in. And I, I think 
you know, I think you mentioned, Taylor, about how it was challenged, or, or maybe that was you, Timmy, yeah, about how it's been challenged, you know, as a controversial book, um, and, uh, and we haven't talked much about it. It's the religion part of it that was challenged, right? It wasn't the whole talking about periods. It was that... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. it was because um, that they said, and I wrote this down, because they were like, you're letting the child choose their religion. Mm-hmm. And remember the, the yeah. grandma on her mother's side said, oh no, you're born into your religion. And you're mm-hmm. born into your mother's religion. And yeah. I thought, really? Where'd she come up with that? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But so I, it, so that is what I think was the challenge. Because, you know, and even when you're, when it was we went to Catholic school and you choose and when you're in the sixth or eighth grade, whatever, are you going to confirmation, you can yeah. confirm your faith. That's supposed to be a, you know, you're deciding then as a, a young person what to go forward. So I, I think that was the controversy. Mm-hmm. And and she, it's very, um, I mean, it's written really comically, right? Like the rest of the yeah, book. Yeah. Uh, so these like themes that people take very seriously around religion are kind of, she makes light of it um, during the book. So mm-hmm, I can definitely mm-hmm. see how that would mm-hmm. upset people mm-hmm. that feel very seriously about their religion you mm-hmm. know um so yeah I, I i can understand why maybe someone would be uncomfortable with it i personally enjoy that i think it's really cool that mm-hmm. they gave her the opportunity to kind of explore mm-hmm. um and make and, and i like her observations they're very real very human things to to Count. say and think as a as a 12 year old yeah, you know well, what did you learn when you went to church oh well there were eight colored hats seven <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah pretty funny yeah. well it's like it's the, what we do <laughs> it's yeah. like the book did not just like uh by talking about menstruation have uh, an element to the story that isn't in a lot of stories and we try to ignore mm-hmm. as a society but the the religion thing too is almost like oh we're not supposed to we don't want to introduce doubt into a children's yes. mind about yeah. their religion yes. when it's like, well, why not? It's like faith mm-hmm. is a, you should explore it mm-hmm. and, and you can't just brainwash them. Yeah. You know? We don't right. want them to know they couldn't choose. I know. <laughs> right. I know. That's, that, yeah. 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 That being said, I did find at the end, uh, maybe I misread this, but it seems like she is resolved uh, to make sure that when she has kids the character uh someday to she will she will introduce them them early so that they're not confused she did she wrote that in her letter in her project to mr benedict the teacher Mm -hmm. and i was like well i don't think that's the right idea (laughs) well i think she was writing that from her own feelings that she wanted she 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 wanted more guideline more more direction which kind of showed me and I think kids, and you, you know this, kids need structure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But, but her parents didn't push her into any religion. Yeah. And by the end of the novel, it's almost like painted like the parents shouldn't have done that. Like they were, that was the wrong way to do it. At yeah. least from Margaret's eyes. Granted, I don't know if we're That's supposed to. sixth grade to, eyes. Though. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, she also is immature throughout the book yeah. in lots of ways. Yeah. It's not like she's this wise sage at the end that is going to have it right, but. I thought that was interesting. Well, I got to bring up the the one point. Um, did you think you know her mother had sent a Christmas card to her parents who they she was estranged from because of you know marrying a, a Jewish man, 
and she was a Christian and they were against that. Do you think she was right? The mother was in sending the Christmas card with her return address. And she, and because Margaret and, and the dad yelled at her, like, why did you do that? Yeah. And she said, she said, basically, I want them to know that I have a wonderful family and I'm doing okay. I've, I've done good. I'm, okay. I'm independent. I'm 14 yeah. years. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, uh, Thought, I mean, that's a relatable feeling, right? You don't want yeah. to be estranged from and your family. And she kind of loved her parents. Yeah, even if you, even if you know, it might not work out you if still, you see them. Yeah. You know, you still like want to give it a it's shot, family. right? Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly appreciated in that whole scene in that section of the book. I was expecting the parents to come, and there would be this nice like Me makeup. Too. Mm-hmm. And I was glad it was, that it didn't happen. Well, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. there's lots of elements of the book where I'm like, oh. Well, that's good that there wasn't some nice, happy little bow and message here. It was like, yeah, it, things aren't resolved all the well, time. Well, I was mm-hmm. annoyed at um, her parents too because I understand that they wanted to come and see their only grandchild and her, their daughter. But I was annoyed one that they didn't ask anything about how the husband was doing, yeah. and then secondly, they didn't say, um, "Is this time good for you?" They said, "We are coming," <laughs> and I thought. That was impolite. That's yeah. not nice. Yeah. You know? And then, so they did all that switching around. And, and then the, uh, but I, I did, and I think we all loved the, the other grandmother, right? Sylvia. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't she awesome? Yeah. 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 She was great. But at the very end, she was, she kind of did with her, the other parent, the grandparents who did about the religion part. She's like, she goes, oh, you're Jewish. I knew you were Jewish mm-hmm. all along. And she's like, no, yeah. no. Right. Yeah. She, she wanted that so badly too. Yeah. What yeah. a big deal, though, it was back then, particularly. I don't know if that's the case so much yeah, was, anymore. I think that's probably something that kids not, today might not as relate to as much. Right. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Um, any other should a kid read it things for or against? Um, well, I did feel like, I guess it depends on what your goals are when it comes to reading this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for emotional learning, this is a great a great book. But if you're, if you're trying to discuss, uh, like, plot or vocabulary or anything like that, I don't know if this is a great school book mm-hmm. um, yeah. to do, you yeah. know. Um, again, I think that it's worth picking up for every kiddo, but is it worth teaching in the classroom? Yeah. I don't know. Well, and I'll get to there in a little bit about okay. <laughs> the classroom stuff, but my overall thought to that is I wouldn't teach this in the classroom, sure. mostly because, like... There, I think there'd be a lot of parents that are like, what well, do? well, that's yeah, that's a and, whole and other not, thing. <laughs> and it's not that I don't think that it's just a lot of these details in here. <laughs> I think parents would be like, well, I want to talk about that with my kid. Yeah. I don't want you that's to talk. That's kind of what that. I was thinking too. I think yeah. it's good like emotional learning, but maybe yeah. not good classroom learning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe you could. Yeah, yeah, you could recommend it, but not teach it as a class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did have one. Overall, I think that kids should read this. I think it's it's good. It's got lots of good messages and mm-hmm, ideas in mm-hmm. it. But um, I, one one thing kind of stuck out to me uh, for a criticism. Uh, the whole book, Margaret and her friends spend so much of their energy thinking about their body and their appearance. And there's never a moment at the end where Margaret like learns, like, you know, maybe I shouldn't place that much value on... How I my, look. my physical appearance and my body. I, I wrote that down. Um, yeah. 
And maybe yeah. that's not something that, you know, you learn in sixth grade. Maybe it's more realistic to, to have her not realize that. Yeah. But uh, I thought it, it almost, you could argue that it, it implies that this is something that should matter a lot to you whether you have big breasts or oh. not. Like, she, she never learns at the end, like, you know, I shouldn't really worry whether I have big breasts or not. You know, but but yeah. don't you think, though, she also learned, after she had that episode with Laura Danker, um, you know, the big, bigger girl or whatever, that, you know, again, you don't have control over how you look and that you, you get some preconceived ideas because Laura is developed and therefore she must be loose and she's got all the... Well, she wasn't like that, so maybe... Maybe you do learn about acceptance of one's own body and your image. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, that's a good And point. maybe assume, not to assume certain stereotypes, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I feel like she comes to just the right amount of understanding. Like, that's reasonable for mm-hmm. her. Her. Yeah. Yeah. 12, and overall, I think that's. 12-year-old mind. That's probably part of the goodness of the book is that it doesn't beat you over the head with a message. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know. So. Yeah. Subtle. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. Uh, okay. Well, let's move on to the next section. Uh, this is in the classroom. Like I said, I wouldn't teach this in my class. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I currently teach seventh and eighth grade. I wouldn't use it in a seventh grade classroom for multiple reasons. Being it's it's just too young, I think, for seventh graders. Mm-hmm. Like we're just not going to do that. Uh, if I taught it in, if I taught fifth grade, I still wouldn't do it. And that's not because it's too young, but it's because it deals with things that I think is best left to parents. Um, that's a, that's a good or, thought. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> if I was going to though, as far as like what would we work on, like units and lessons and skills, I think maybe I'd really focus a lot on noticing a narrator's voice oh uh uh, you know that a narrator can have a personality and we'll really dive into in the writing how how does this voice get brought out drawn out right you know because we'd be able to say like here's what her personality is and i'd be like how do we know that yeah like what lines right off the first few pages show us that this is the kind of person she is and that kind of stuff Um, right Right. did did you have any in the classroom Um, ideas Oh, I just thought, you know, if you want to talk about health and growth and changes, the physical and emotional, if that, but I don't think that would be appropriate. It, it should be more in a certain, certain type of class, maybe yeah, physical not or English health class. class. Not yeah. English class. Yeah, I, I didn't sure. see that going on. Um, but I, I, I've got to ask you there, Mr. Teacher, did you relate it all to the 24-year-old <laughs> Mr. Benedict? Because I thought about, you. I think you were 24 when you started your first teaching job. Mm-hmm. And were you nervous? You could tell yeah, the way she was writing about Mr. Benedict that he was nervous oh, at yeah. first. Yeah, yeah, that was an interesting scene. Yeah. I did relate to being nervous on uh-huh. my first day of teaching. I had a podium uh, in the classroom, and I just stood behind the podium the mm-hmm. whole time. Like, I was Aww. like, because I, I imagined myself as a teacher, like, oh, I'll walk around the room. It'll be really energetic and stuff. But then I was just like... Well, I don't want to leave my podium, the safety of my <laughs> yeah, podium. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and it's funny because it's like I'm scared of seventh graders at that moment. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, oh, he's a first year teacher. That's an interesting time in your career. What did you think about the little prank they put? Well, they did a couple pranks on him. First, they did the peeping. Remember when they in that one scene where um, it starts, they start peeping, chirping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they did that. And then they pass. They all say, OK, don't when you 
do this test, don't put your name on it. Yeah. But he, he had the last word on that one. Yeah, that's interesting. I had uh, my first year, some eighth grade students pulled a prank. Uh, and it's uh it's disheartening as a teacher more so than annoying or anything Uh because it it sends a message that this whole class doesn't like you you know like this entire group of students is against you and that you know they it's them against you kind of thing so it's a bummer it was a a group of boys in a class that decided to all raise their hand and instead of answering the question just say penis that oh, was Lord. their prank. And that is wow, such a boy clever. Thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really, really well thought out. Thing. Funny. Yeah. Well, it's funny now too. Looking back on it, I'm like, I wouldn't have even allowed that prank to continue. I was like too. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's what I wondered too about 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 the teacher in the story because he seems unsure how to handle. Right what yes what these kids are doing and i i too thought i what would timmy have done his first year (laughs) um and it sounds like maybe kind of similar where where you're kind of like i'm not sure how to handle this weird thing that they're doing you know well i i thought it was interesting too the girls take on mr benedict like oh i think he's looking at this laura girl Mm -hmm. i my feeling was they were totally off base on all that Uh, yeah but that's just how little girls start to think they're mm-hmm. like it's a older man uh, it's an older man but he's not that old you know mm-hmm. type of thing yeah, yeah for sure yeah. so they're probably saying that that hot t- tim mattingly <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. of course i mean i am quite attractive but then there was the other part though in the classroom about the group projects and and do you remember when you're in school and you had to do a group project and you would mm-hmm. be like oh gosh you'd have four or five people in there and you knew one or two were slackers. Yeah. And so I thought that was interesting because I don't think a lot of that changes because <laughs> you've got one or two yeah. doing all the work. The other ones you're like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, doodle over here. Uh, so, uh, further reading? Yes. Okay. So we kind of talked about it already, but there's not a ton of stuff out there that's that similar um, to this book um judy bloom has a lot of other books and you already talked about one of them the sort of dude version of are you there god um she's also got another one called just as long as we are together and it's also like younger middle grade female relationships but it's more friendships um and kind of navigating Mm -hmm. that in adolescence Mm -hmm. so um that could be a good option if you like Mm -hmm. this one uh, a lot um, there's also, interestingly, our next book for the, uh, podcast, Smile, mm. um, which is not dealing with puberty so much, but kind of like the awkwardness of, cause she gets braces, right? She gets he- braces and headgear, um, and has to navigate how that affects her social life as a, as a young lady, um, and they could so also, they could also watch the '90s show Brace Face. Yes, her life is complicated. Boyfriend, don't even talk about it. Teenage, <laughs> we'll work it out in the end. Brace, Brace Face. Face. Okay. Sorry, so sorry, mom. It was, it was a very obscure cartoon. But... <laughs> Brace Face. Um, but yeah, so Smile is a graphic novel, so that's a cool option too. You kind of get author? some of that. 
Uh, it's Raina Telgemeier. Okay. Um, and she has a bunch of graphic novels that are all kind of that similar, um, like, adolescent uh, school trying to navigate your life mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, Smile was the original and will be our next pick. Um, so thought I'd bring that one up. Um, the one that I have, if your kiddo is ready to kind of step it up a level reading wise and also content wise, um, is Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, that one. Jenny read that. Did you read it? I did. I read, there's a, there's several, there's several of them and they are all, they're all good. They deal with navigating what Mm -hmm. it is like to become a teenager. Friendships. Yes. So there's, there's friendships, there's parent stuff, there's sex which there isn't in in the one that we read yeah. for this but if your kiddo's ready to step it up a little bit and it's not like there's a lot of it but it's they start thinking about it just like in this book they're starting to think about periods and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff so um that, that's a good con. the book um judy bloom's most controversial book i think is actually her book forever oh yeah you were going to talk about that and right? it, uh, it was banned because it it has teenagers having sex in it, oh. and it's uh, not like condemned Negative. in the book. Yeah. And actually, I found this is just a funny quote from Judy Bloom about it. Her, she wrote forever when her daughter was thirteen years old at the time, and her daughter said to her that she wanted to read a book where the characters have sex but do not die afterward. <laughs> oh, like in the Fault Among Our Stars? Um. Well, not, not, no, she's saying, like, back when Forever was written, like, sex was considered, like, if you do it, you will, you will die. die. That is the consequence. Oh, so yeah. Well, yeah. That kind of thing. So, anyway. Yeah. You're going yeah, well, that's, there's not a ton of sex-positive books for teenagers, that's for sure. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, sorry. I had no, no, that was that was the end of what I had to say about that. So, okay. um, yeah. Uh, all right, last section of the podcast. Final thoughts. Um, anything to wrap things up? Stuff that hasn't been said um, that you want to say? Let me see. I wrote down a couple of lines, but I think we got. <laughs> um, well, I did think it was interesting when she said, when, remember when her mother um, was, they got in that big fight with her with her husband um, when the, the parents were coming because she'd sent the Christmas card and they're coming and, um, and how um, Margaret couldn't stand the fighting and she didn't like that. And I thought, it, also I thought that was a good perspective that sometimes we forget that how your own arguments um, between spouses can affect your kids. Right. And they don't want to mm-hmm. hear it. I thought she was being very adult about it all. Like, stop it. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then, but she did say at one point, I think when she was writing her prayer to, to God, saying um, that her mother had asked, could you please try to understand? And she said, yeah. she was, my mom's never asked me that yeah. before. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's very typical of a lot of moms. You'll learn this soon. Um you you don't ask much from your kids, um, you know, other than to you know brush their teeth and do the dishes. But, <laughs> yeah. but she was saying, please understand where I'm coming from. So, yeah, but that yeah. was kind of good. Well, and that's a coming of age thing too, right? Where your parents yes. start talking to you yes. like you're a person and not just a kid, you know. And, mm-hmm. and then she got, um, you know, then she punished God because he wasn't helping her, um, yeah. a- answering her prayers, and you know she got all mad. And then when she gets her period. Thank you, God. And she's back. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love you. <laughs> you. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I'd say overall, it 
it's a great coming of age novel yeah. you know like it uh for for lots of different reasons whether it's puberty or exploring faith or parent-child relationships friendships mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all that stuff mm -hmm. well that yeah. was a that was a lovely first episode with a special guest thank you for coming on to our podcast mother oh well, it was my pleasure <laughs> very excited <laughs> um, we're gonna call this episode are you there god it's me mary <laughs> <laughs> right. it definitely could be and we, we've got to do some little exercises afterwards we, we must, we must. <laughs> well, uh, tune into the next episode. We'll be talking about Smile. And that'll do it. Bye. Bye-bye.